0: So this is going to be week number three of guest people on the show, which is pretty fun. And it's been slightly different every time. (laughs) So Miranda will be back next week.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she chooses to die again. Who knows? We never know. Maybe
0: this just becomes me and a bunch of just random people that I grab and make them watch stuff with me. <laughs> Maybe that's the evolution of this show. I
1: mean, you are running out of friends, my guy.
0: I, I have so many friends <laughs> that I could use. I will never have to repeat. I don't know what you're talking about. You're right. You're right. I'll never have to. But um, a little bit different is usually I have bottles of water up here for recording, but Christina has a-
1: Water is a sin.
0: Yeah, she doesn't drink water, so instead we have coffee. So, you're probably, at some point, I won't be able to edit that out.
1: Because William drinks iced coffee like a monster.
0: I do drink iced coffee. I drink iced coffee during the summer. Actually,
1: I shouldn't say that because um, that polarizes me from most of gay internet. So, so sorry. It's
0: very funny because... um, I do a lot more things that are considered a part of the queer community than you <laughs> when I am a white, cisgendered, straight man.
1: Well,
0: um, but I'm like, yeah, I enjoy these things. So I paint my nails. I have pierced ears.
1: That's, yeah.
0: I wear a cuff.
1: I like to I drink iced coffee. I like to hide in the light of day.
0: My phone case is uh, clear. So, like,
1: hey, mine is too. I just recently changed it.
0: I know. Now you're actually bisexual. What can I say? Good job. <laughs> What is the song on TikTok, uh, By Wife Energy?
1: I don't have a TikTok. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's a
0: dude, and then it'd be like, he's got by wife energy. Oh, God bless. by wife energy. And it's <laughs> like, I feel like I resonate with that very much, because the first part of it's like, all the time I get asked if I'm queer, but I'm really not. It's just my wife, and he has <laughs> by wife energy. I like that. Yeah. So... Um, you will hear my iced coffee from time to time. I'm just giving you guys a heads up. I will try to edit it out, but I probably won't do well.
1: Why don't you just take one for the team and die of thirst?
0: Because when you start getting thirsty on a podcast, you start making smacky noises. Who I hate that. And I feel like the ice is more of an ASMR. Like, people will like that more than the, like, smacky noises from your spit building up in your mouth. That's totally fair. 10 so, out of 10. So, um, I believe this is our, our second musical. That we have done. Yeah,
1: because you guys did Hamilton. We did
0: Hamilton for our first run when we released our first five. Mm-hmm. And it was actually episode one. It was technically episode five, but I done did Fucked Up and it came out first because it like jumbled it all together. It was really weird.
1: It was like a good time for it though. Yeah. We were it, still in like the height of...
0: It was pretty much a month after
1: yeah.
0: Um, Hamilton had been released. So it came out at a good time, but I can't really get Miranda to watch musicals with me. Um, but
1: Miranda's also a monster.
0: Yeah, but you like musicals. Love a good
1: musical. I love, love musicals. Love a good rom com. Nothing yeah. else I will watch.
0: It'll, it's great. Yeah, Christina also doesn't watch movies.
1: I don't watch movies. Just a lot in of times general. When I um listen to your podcast, mm-hmm. it's the first time I've even heard the synopsis of the movie you're talking about.
0: No way. Yeah, we do a lot of like well known films. I know,
1: and like sometimes I have like opinions on the films that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like. You and Maggie just did... Um, John Wick. John Wick. I could, like, I could make my way through pretending like I had seen John Wick, but like you guys actually talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, no. It sounds like a decent movie.
0: It's a really good movie. <laughs> it's a very good film. You should watch it. Uh, I'm not going it's to. It's very fun. I
1: don't like... I, okay, I don't like movies because, first of all, they're just so long. It's very hard to break them up.
0: A lot of good movies are longer.
1: And also, like... Unless it follows like the very strict formatting of rom coms, where mm-hmm. like, you know that at the end it's gonna be okay, but in the middle you
0: get it's, you get your character a, introduction, character introduction, characters together, characters break apart, characters back together.
1: Yes, like that's yeah. what I need in life. Mm-hmm. And so, just regular movies I can't do.
0: Which is why we were talking about Decoy Bride because it it doesn't follow but does follow yeah. the traditional format. It's
1: a pretty good movie too.
0: It is a fantastic film. That's the, that was our other guest one. But today we are going to do something different. So, welcome to Two Thoughts for a Penny, where two buds talk about their favorite movies and TV series. I'm Will Tart. I'm Christina. Just Christina. <laughs> you don't need to know a last name. No,
1: it's my when name.
0: Rintnernerner. My
1: last name. I, in my whole twenty-seven years, I still haven't decided how I want to introduce my last name.
0: Kernener One hundred
1: percent. That is how I want everybody to say my name. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie was. Make me, yeah. And then you are, Kernaner, Kernaner, yeah. It makes sense. Um, other people call you Canister, no. which I do not fall into that camp.
1: Yeah, it's very polarizing. It's, it's either your wife or you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so. Kernaner is the clear winner. It is. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, we are talking today about the DreamWorks classic, <laughs> Shrek, the, the musical. musical. Which is on Netflix and has been on Netflix for a very long time. Since
1: like 2013.
0: Yeah, it is wild how long Shrek the Musical... I thought it would go off and come back on or whatever. They just never took it off Netflix.
1: <laughs> it's because it's so... Okay, first of all, Shrek the movie has such a cult following. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that Shrek the Musical is one of those things where like... You're like, what is this ridiculous idea that they have had and then you actually watch it and you're like oh shit no like I'm, I'm every, okay with this
0: every fucking time I tell somebody when they're like oh I want to watch a musical what musical should I watch and I go Shrek the fucking musical and they go Shrek the musical <laughs> and they look at me like I'm fucking bananas yeah. and then they watch it and then they're like oh my god this is an amazing musical it was,
1: it's pretty good but also that's kind of how I ended up watching it uh-huh. with you <laughs> every,
0: every time. Um. I heard about it from my stepmom, So they had, uh, my sister used to get season tickets to DSM.
1: Oh, yeah. Did they tour through here?
0: They toured through here. Wow. And so for the uh, fair show, because they always do a show around the Texas State Fair, we live in Dallas, and so the Texas State Fair takes place on the fairgrounds in Mm -hmm. Dallas, and right next to it is the Dallas Summer Musicals Hall, and they came through, and April went and saw it with Rachel and was like, Yo, Which, this shit is legit good.
1: It's wild that she thought that that was not that she thought that that was good, but the fact that she thought that that was good because it's very stripped down and they started touring mm-hmm. it. Like, there's yeah. a lot of things that are different. So,
0: but the music is just and for
1: but also for it to translate so well for such a right. different stage production as far yeah. as like the original Broadway, what we see in on in,
0: Netflix, on the Netflix one is the original Broadway. What, a- what cast. April probably saw. Yeah yeah it's i mean it's really a testament to the show itself yeah and not just i mean the fact that is is that this show has way more talent than it should yeah like it does not deserve the amount of talent that it has in it um when we start talking about cast in this thing uh, if you are a broadway nerd listening to this you're going to be like what the fuck why what what yeah (laughs) <laughs> there there are four no five Tony Award winning actors in this. But
1: honestly, even if you're not a like a musical person, like there are a lot of like big name T V mm-hmm. actors now yeah. that are in it.
0: Yeah, they've all done some sort of
1: mm-hmm. of T
0: V that people would recognize. So for sure. But yeah, it's the first thing that people react is they go, Shrek the Musical. Shrek
1: the Musical's amazing. I always fight great. for it.
0: And like I guess maybe it gets like a little bit of a resurgence because of like meme culture.
1: Yeah, well, But then again, it's still very niche because you still have to at least know that there's a musical because when you Shrek the movie and all of its spinoffs are Mm -hmm. so popular that if you just Google Shrek, it's kind of it's still kind of bottom of the list. And
0: people have this weird affiliation for uh, the second Shrek people like are real weird about shrek 2 i
1: think shrek people in general are real weird it
0: gets nastier the further you go into that that movie series meme
1: culture in itself is a wild ride which is why i love the shrek memes because i'm like why do we feel like this is an appropriate
0: thing man it's it's either dark or it's like rule 34 yeah it's just (laughs) bad but even the movies themselves get like raunchier and raunchier like well the, it's because the, the movie's aged with the people with the who people they who originally watch, yeah. watched the first one and it's it gets kind of buck wild by the end of that
1: yeah that
0: whole experience that is shrek but this one even this um musical version has a lot more adult jokes than the movie does
1: yeah i think they get away with that because it's like really fast humor mm-hmm. so like you have to either like first of all watch it with captions or yeah. understand the references really well
0: yep yeah, for sure, because they only throw a few in there, in, in like random times. I mean, the really, really, is only there at the very, very end, when Fiona says really, and he oh, says yeah. really, really. I mean, he never does that with Donkey yeah. in, in the musical, which in the movie that's like, it's like a thirty or forty second like skit yeah. in the middle of the movie. So it's one of those things. We can move on. Um, I am not going to be using Rotten Tomatoes for a lot of today's experience because they don't have jack shit. Legasp. Um, But I will be using IMDb and mostly I will be using Playbill, which I'm sure most people know. If you're a part of like the musical scene, you know, Playbill.com and Playbill don't fuck around with like statistics and numbers and awards and crew and all that shit. So we've got some info that we (laughs) usually don't get, but just to look at Rotten Tomatoes, real quick they don't have any synopsis fair they don't have where to watch they're just like watch it on fandango if people actually know do
1: people use fandango
0: no this is why rotten tomatoes is fucking hilarious
1: to okay me. but okay so um going back to what you and maggie were talking about for rotten Ta- tomatoes critics last mm-hmm. episode um it's like 112 of them and at the very end of, like, all of the list, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is like, um, we're not affiliated with these critics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, but then, but then why are but we putting such are, a big yeah. investment what in is, what they
0: say? What's going on here? So I do want to go over some fun stuff. So for movie info, we have directed by Jason Moore. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Release date, February 1st, 2018. That's not right. That is so wrong. So wrong. We, used, we were watching this in our first apartment. Yeah.
1: Which was... 2013,
0: 2014,
1: 2014. Like that,
0: 2014. And they're like, oh, it came out on 2018, February 1st, 2018. But...
1: Is that like one of the tours, like when one of the tours started?
0: I, it says streaming next to it, in parentheses. It, this, is, this is honestly my favorite part. And I... God, I wish if somehow this got to Brian Darcy James... That he will get a kick out of this. So I'm going to lay out the main part of our crew here, cast and crew, what they have. So they have a cast and crew. It is five people. Okay. We have Sutton Foster, Mm -hmm. Christopher Siebert, Mm -hmm. Daniel Breaker. We've got Jason Moore and Brendan Fraser. What the fuck? (laughs) They're like, (laughs) like, yeah, Brian Darcy James, Brendan Fraser. (laughs) same person
1: <laughs> Wait a second. Same person. I mean honestly, I've never
0: seen Brian Darcy James and Brendan Fraser in the same room at the same time.
1: I do, however, hope Brendan Fraser is doing well.
0: Brendan Fraser's doing great. We're going to go see him at the Fan I Expo next month. I know. I'm not. Next month.
1: But um he's no, a beautiful No, me
0: Maggie and Skylar are going to go see him. Yeah. yeah. He's he's doing nerds. He's doing way better after he was able to like dry out all of the laundry. For all the shit that he happened. He deserves to him.
1: nothing bad in his life.
0: He doesn't. He's a great man. He is. And he deserves everything. He also apparently played Shrek in Shrek the Musical, which streamed in 2018.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly. Instead of
0: Brian Darcy James.
1: That tracks. Yeah, I'm I sure Brendan really Fraser's got they're a Tony. Interchangeable. Interchangeable.
0: He's got a Tony for best actor somewhere mm-hmm. hiding there.
1: Poor guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is, is that amazing? Awesome. Rotten Tomatoes is like, yeah, that's the same dude. Yeah. They're, they, you know. Brendan Fraser does not have the eyebrows, though. No, he doesn't. His eyebrows are very thin. Um, but yeah, we've got a couple of... Uh, like I got three reviews okay. here. Um, the first one, musical version is edgier. Not as fun as animated movie. That's from Grace Montgomery. Okay. Totally I mean, don't agree. I mean... It's way more fun.
1: I think it depends on Do you like, get to
0: sing along uh, with Shrek the movie? Okay. You don't.
1: Okay. (laughs) It's the one
0: thing that separates Disney's golden era from DreamWorks animation.
1: Okay, but I will say uh, my sister and I had a whole entire dance routine down to the last, um, like the end credits of the movie.
0: Oh, I'm a believer? I'm
1: pretty sure if you let me think about it long enough, I could really crack one out for you. But
0: it's not even their song. Like, that's the thing. Oh, fair. I'm a believer is by the, uh, the monkeys? I'm not Skylar. I think it's the monkeys. Somebody's going to rip me to shreds. It's okay. Skylar will rip you to shreds. Yeah, that's true. Um, We also have the good-natured show, dot, 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 as a willingly inclusive spirit, a fantastic appeal, and a vaudevillian comic showmanship that evokes the Wizard of Oz, surely a conscious inspiration. Blu-ray.
1: Are they saying that the Wizard of Oz is really what made this... (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. That was from Peter Canavese. Um, and then there are a few off-color lines, but those should fly right over the heads of youngsters who will be more intent on more more intent on the costumes and stage action. That's not how you use that word. I mean, in fact, I'd say that the musical will appeal mostly to families with younger children.
1: I mean, that's exactly what Shuck the movie was yeah
0: you just described the movie sir have you never seen it james plath <laughs> you fucking moron
1: okay. okay okay don't attack innocent human beings
0: so you listen to the show you know usually this is the part where i guess the tomato meter yeah. i'm going to give this to you um Wait, I really you're going it. to guess another part but one okay. you literally cannot Because there is no critic score.
1: There's no tomato meter? There
0: is no tomato meter for this. Out of all of the useless humans who have out.
1: Out of all of the useless humans who have done Rotten Tomato critiques, Mm -hmm. not a single one of them wanted to take on Shrek the Musical.
0: Nope.
1: (sighs) Okay. Sure. Bad life choices, but okay.
0: But you can do the audience score, which has 250 plus ratings.
1: Okay. My heart of hearts wants to say 112 out of 100, but I'm going to rate which it, correct. I'm going to rate it like, like somewhere in like the 70, 80s. Ooh, yeah. So like, 78?
0: Very, very close. You and Maggie are good at this. Really? 79. Wow. 79 on the audience score. I mean, that which tracks. Is, which is wrong. Well, it's, no, because like. No, it's incorrect. Okay. I don't agree at all. <laughs> Once I start breaking down the fucking awards that this motherfucker no,
1: got. Okay, but to be fair, the, the awards are mostly for like costume and set designs and stuff like that.
0: But the nominations. The nominations
1: are very long. Are out You're the right. fucking. You're right.
0: Like off the chain good.
1: Well, Brian Darcy James actually did win a Tony for it, right?
0: Uh, I don't believe so. Let's see. I know he was nominated.
1: I'm pretty sure he won.
0: They only won one. They only won one. They were nominated for a fuck ton, but he was nominated for Best Actor. Oh, okay. He did not win it for Best Robbed. Actor. Robbed. We're going to talk about the 2009 Tonys <laughs> and what this went up against. That okay. makes this bonkers. Okay. Um. So I'm actually going to bring up the 2009 Tony. Um, list.
1: Oh, is that next on our list?
0: No, 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 no. But okay. I'm going to have it...
1: Queued up and ready. Ready
0: to go. Okay. So we're going to have another playbill open here. Okay. So I'm going to go back and we're going to do a synopsis. I'm going to do the synopsis from IMDB and then we're going to compare that with the playbill because I want to see if that's different at all. Okay. So IMDb says, make room for ogre-sized family fun as the greatest fairy tale never told comes to life in a whole new way in this breathtaking Broadway musical adaptation of the hit movie Shrek. Pretty good, IMDb. Yeah, pretty concise. Pretty good. I like it. Um, Where Playbill, Playbill's is pretty concise. Well, they've already misspelled a word. So we're going to start there. A benign green ogre and his sidekick, Donkey, save the land from an evil lord and rescue a lovely princess from a terrible fate. Based on the blockbuster movie and book by William Steig. I mean, yeah. I feel like IMDB took that one.
1: You, you think so? I think Playbill was better. You think so? Yeah, because like it says, like, this is what they did.
0: That's true. They and He give is you a... pretty
1: benign. I mean, that's his whole thing. Yeah. You, like we said earlier, like the lack of communication. Mm, if mm-hmm. someone had just been like, "Hey my guy, this poor little boy was sent out on his own at, at 7, seven years, years old. Yeah. He's just a scared little ogre." I I really feel like Shrek would have been a different hero. It would have
0: been it would have been a, a much different ogre. Much much shorter film yeah. for sure. If somebody was like, he'd be like, "Man, we need to get like CPS on this and like <sighs> really figure out what the fuck's going on in the ogre community."
1: I'd like to think that he'd be like um I really like to think that he'd be like a like head banker or like you
0: think he would go into a, a real estate agent into something that had to do with commercialization. Oh,
1: yeah. Like he's I really, like a
0: woodsman. though.
1: Okay. But OK. Um, but think about the fact that if like someone out there was like, man, this poor little Shrek dude at seven years old, think about the kind of people who would bring that man into his life. I guess that's true. Like um, but without that with- Sandra Bullock movie. The Blind Side. The Blind Side. I mean, I mean,
0: you're not wrong, but in, in this version, he grows up on his own um, outside of the fascist regime of Duloc and smashes fascism and brings up a socialistic ec- ec- economy built up of many different peoples. <laughs> So so we're
1: just saying here that there are two worlds in say, Shrek, just... and it's either Duloc or whatever Shrek decides to make no. it. No.
0: <laughs> he works with advisors from the fairy tale creatures to create a a better place, a better Duloc.
1: And in this place, now we, he's we the president this, of this we place. We see this
0: in the, the second movie, is they've created like, this yeah, utopian society. So, I mean, without him being kicked out at seven... We did never have the great leader that we have, that is Shrek.
1: <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. A
1: wild take.
0: He, he listen, <laughs> Shrek is here to save us all. He's our Lord and Savior, and we all know this.
1: I, mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's, uh, uh, we can just keep trudging along here into production. And, um, I don't have a lot on production. I do have stuff from Playbill about the actual um stage and okay. how much they made and then I have the budget for how much they spent on the filming of oh, okay. this. so if you wanna if you want to take a stab
1: okay um at
0: the budget for filming of it. For
1: filming of it, I truly mm-hmm. like mm. I mean it's gotta be on the low end, right? Mm-hmm. Cause didn't the stage production it was like $25 million?
0: Yes. So the stage production was $25 million dollars which is million dollars. insane you think for, so? oh my god that is so expensive for a stage production are you kidding me well, i
1: mean think about all the costumes and yeah the, like uh, they CGI put the and they, everything like that they
0: put the like they put the money in yeah. i mean that stage itself is crazy yeah they in use like comparison a comparison of
1: things a turntable and it's
0: Three turntables that all can move independently of each other and go up and down mm-hmm. independently. Well, and of then also another. you got to think it's, about the
1: cast that they have.
0: Oh, yeah. They spent a lot of money yeah. on this. And it was, I mean, it was DreamWorks. DreamWorks did this in order to compete with Disney Broadway, which already had the Lion King. Mm-hmm. It had Little Mermaid. It had Aladdin. It had all of these things that had already made their way to the stage and were yeah. racking up. Just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's And fair. DreamWorks was like... We're going to get in on it.
1: I really think they did a good job. Good job, DreamWorks.
0: Yeah, DreamWorks kicked ass. The
1: next time I want to make a um, drunken mm-hmm. critique letter, it will be a, a nice positive one to DreamWorks. To, Dreamworks. to thank Deal. them for Shrek the think, musical. Yeah,
0: I think we should all have a few shots of tequila and then um, write DreamWorks a thank you note for Speaking Shrek to the musical. To my
1: heart, William.
0: Absolutely. We should do that. That's what we're going to do after this podcast. Yes. We're going to get fucked up on tequila <laughs>
1: and write dream And write to DreamWorks. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Thank you for Shrek the musical. <laughs> it changed me I'm a so different much. human. I was in a hard time in college. I was so stressed out. <laughs> And I knew I could come home and relax listening to Brian Darcy James and Sutton Foster serenade me.
1: Don't even lie. You did that to Legally Blonde. Oh,
0: fuck yeah, I did that to (laughs) Legally Blonde. Are you
1: kidding me? (laughs) How many times did I come home to you pass it on the couch with Legally Blonde
0: on? Hell yeah. That also has a cast that is like...
1: It's a really good cast. That
0: like... That is another one that has a cast that it sh- doesn't deserve to have for its original <laughs> Broadway debut. It didn't but did. isn't
1: Legally Blonde the one that had like a, <laughs> they had a whole entire show by trying to find yeah. who was going to play Elwood? Yeah,
0: on MTV. Yeah, and then like the MTV version of the filming of Legally Blonde is the one that I used to watch. Yeah, they were the only ones who did it, and they had like stupid MTV commercial breaks where they're like
1: backstage and they're like we're here
0: with El Woods. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fact that my dad let me watch that in the family room really oh, shows that he loved God. me.
0: God, Legally Blonde is so fucking good, though. <laughs> the fucking gayer European, one of the best, just like skits in general. Mm-hmm. And we all know the bend and snap.
1: We all know the bend. We and all snap. know
0: the bend and snap, and it works every time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so twenty-five million dollars for the overall budget of the show. How much do you think the filming costs them to film
1: this? Is it more? Is it, is it like way more?
0: It's not way more, but it is very close. Like, because you got to think they had to shut down 32 million. No, it's less than 25.
1: Oh, it's I less th- than
0: 25, but it's I still, thought you said it was more. For filming is insane. Just yeah. for, just for camera well, crew. I mean the production editing, is already happening. happening. Yeah. So like
1: they're just they're really just filming it. So they're just it. filming
0: it, but they had to shut down theater for a lot of it. So you have to think about that.
1: I would like to not think about it and just um, pass on the question.
0: Okay, it cost them <laughs> fifteen million dollars to film it.
1: Oh no, that's way less than I thought. Fifteen million. I was gonna say like twenty. Fifteen
0: million dollars is our standard budget for a rom com. Yeah, I know. Fifteen to twenty million dollars, and that's
1: why they're so great because it's for they are entire, not complex.
0: An entire production, writing, directing, cinematography, uh, soundstage on location is fifteen million dollars. This costs fifteen million dollars just to film it.
1: Okay. But also the stage is not set to film. No, so you got to bring in all the, the rigging and all of that. You have to do a lot of fun of rigging
0: stuff yeah. and then you have to do the, on, the handheld on stage and then you have to do all the moving shots are all weird. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big job. Yeah. So fair
1: enough. $15 million.
0: Yeah. But, um, I do not have how much they've made because it was released to streaming. So I don't have gross income for like That
1: I know because okay, so I
0: do have gross income from the musical, the musical, and I have the highest weekly gross. Oh, and I have attendance and I have average ticket sale.
1: Oh man, Playbill really fucking it up over there, aren't they?
0: Oh, dude, not even that. I've got the fucking breakdown. From January third of twenty or December thirteenth of two thousand and nine to January third of two thousand and ten, which was the original run Mm -hmm. by week. Wow. Yeah, like Playbill ain't fucking around (laughs) with business numbers.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. So total that they have currently grossed as of January third of twenty ten was forty-six million dollars, three hundred and sixty-one thousand four hundred and twenty-six. Wow. Yeah, so they have over doubled their budget on gross.
1: But so that, that's in the one year total. That is total made today. Okay, because I know um, me like you, and that's I, that's
0: Broadway. I really like. We're not like, including touring here.
1: I really like to look at like the behind the scenes stuff and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I. I know that they didn't make their money back whenever they originally opened. So like no. year to date, yeah, they've made their money back, but $25 million they it's, did not make whenever they first opened.
0: It was one of the largest did not make money. Yeah. Until Spider-Man. Spoodermoon. Spoodermoon came around and was the largest flop in Broadway history. Um, Still hasn't made its money back.
1: Truly, I don't want to be like that guy, but um, did they really deserve to make their money back?
0: Shrek the Musical? No, Spider Man. Oh, they haven't made their money. That's back. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, they absolutely didn't. It was rushed. It's a uh, what do they call those?
1: Didn't they go through like three Spider Mans? Like yeah.
0: The oh my God, the amount of injuries mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, and then they used YouTube music for it, <laughs> which is we wild. didn't
1: want it when it was free on our phone. Why would we want We're, it in Spider Man yeah. the Musical? So
0: it was wild. Like nobody wanted to see this bullshit fucking thing. <laughs> Um, It was a big part of the Tonys back in 2011 when it was a thing, but like, yeah, it was it was not great. Though the uh, on Shrek the Musical, their highest weekly gross mm-hmm. one week they made 1.4 million dollars. Wow, in one week that's pretty fucking good.
1: Is that um. Statistically more than the rest of the weeks? Is it like a peak week?
0: That is their highest weekly gross. Yeah. So that's, that is the highest that they had that they hit. Everything else was somewhere in the eight hundred thousand. Okay,
1: arc. that's what I meant. Like was it close or was it it's like pretty far ahead awkwardly it. ahead? Yeah, okay,
0: it's pretty far ahead. It it happened um about a year after they had opened. there So this is when they really picked up steam. And then they got all of the touring shows and all that stuff. So they've made a lot of money off of this since. I mean, it was
1: in Australia last year. Mm-hmm.
0: And then Netflix paying them God knows However how much. much to put it on their service. So
1: It is kind of whack that we don't really know how much streaming services pay for their stuff.
0: No idea. Absolutely not. Can't find it anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's different because in some places it's not there. So it's here in the U.S., but it might not be in the U.K. That's true. Like, you don't know. They had about 73%... On their average capacity when they were on Broadway, and the average ticket seventy-six dollars was the On Broadway? On Broadway was the average ticket. Which wow. isn't bad on Broadway. Because as we know, the Hamilton tickets were thousands of dollars.
1: Listen, it's not fair to compare anything to Hamilton.
0: It's true. It fucking changed every tang. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. But yeah, the production of this thing was kind of crazy. There's a lot of um A lot of people who hadn't done anything Mm -hmm. really until this, the choreographer, hadn't really done anything by this point, which is is crazy.
1: You think so? Because I don't think the choreography, hot take, don't think it was that impressive. Except for like Sutton Foster's like little That tap dance
0: scene is pretty fucking great.
1: But like the rest is just like... It's
0: it's like organized chaos. It's a lot of
1: high kicks and jumps.
0: Yeah, it's really fun though. Yeah,
1: no, I'm not saying it's not fun. I'm just saying like...
0: Now the uh the writer for this who who wrote the lyrics mm-hmm. you've probably never heard of any of his stuff. I'm ready. Okay, so he did he did the 24-hour plays which are just like yeah. kind of like Iron Man Theater was. Um Rabbit Hole, High Fidelity, which I mean, like we've heard of yeah. High Fidelity, and then Good People in 2011. Okay. But
1: not really a whole lot there. That's it. I mean, but to oh. The music is really good.
0: The music is so good. Our music was uh, Janine Tessori.
1: Yes. And she and has done some good stuff.
0: Ooh, buddy. She has done some good stuff. So she she was the original music for Twelfth Night, mm-hmm. for Swing, mm-hmm. for Thoroughly Modern Millie. Very she modern wrote that in 2002. I mean. um, Carolina Change, uh, Shrek the Musical, uh, A Free Man of Color. Violet, which a lot of people probably know Violet. Violet mm-hmm. is very good. Fun Home, uh, Sunday in the Park. With George. With George. And then... That's
1: probably re- not actually. I can't sing, you guys.
0: Redid Caroline or Change in 2021. Went back and redid the music for it as an update.
1: That's supposed to be, like, really good.
0: hmm Yeah. So the music is unshockingly very, 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 very good. Yeah. In this thing. Um, and then our director was Jason Moore,
1: Okay. Jason
0: Moore, um, which Jason Moore has done, uh, some things that people would know. Uh, <laughs> he opened Les Mis in 1987. I do know Les Mis. He was the resident director for that in that 1987. Bless. He opened Avenue Q in 2003, Really? which is why, why? probably like... this directing style feels familiar. It does
1: feel very familiar. And,
0: a lot of puppets in this.
1: Okay, the puppet a work. A lot of puppet Pinstruck work. is very good. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. A lot of puppet work in this thing. And that's from Avenue Q. Uh, Steel Magnolias.
1: Okay, uh, Shrek I, do know, musical. That. I also know that. Fully committed.
0: And then in 2018, he directed The Cher Show.
1: Really? Heck yeah. We love Cher.
0: Heck yeah. So, a well-known director yeah. as well. This thing just did so much. So, so, so much. 441 performances hmm on broadway nothing to, to lift your nose at like pretty good and then we'll go on to um talk about our awards in a little bit um while we talk about acting and some of that other kind of stuff but yeah so but it wasn't bad like it didn't work out great for them in that first run at it but they've definitely made money since
1: yeah and i think a lot of that is probably just because like we said earlier um When you say, hey, my guy, you should probably watch Shrek the musical, most people are going to be like, "Mm they They're going to look at you and go, um, should I really? Are you on drugs? Do I need to be on drugs to watch it?
0: Yeah. Do I need to eat an edible before I watch this thing? Don't eat an edible before you watch this thing. The answer is please
1: do not do that. Holy
0: shit. You'll have a bad time. (laughs) Oh my God. That would not be fun. You're just Mm. sitting back there fucking toasted and you see Shrek just burst on the fucking
1: or the dragon honestly the dragon already kind of is weird to me
0: yeah that would be rough Mm -hmm. or the magic mirror magic mirror would fuck somebody up if they were like high as shit watching this thing yeah they'd be like how does he know what it's saying how does i mean
1: how do they do it in the first place how
0: they fucking do it it's actually pretty cool yeah um we can talk about that when we talk about acting because enlighten me because our boy who does it is um very, very talented. So, let's go over to Playbill. Let's view our cast here. So, as we were saying a second ago, this musical does not deserve the cast that it got. Okay. For its opening. Okay. For opening I, of fucking Shrek the musical.
1: I simultaneously... Oh, Jesus Christ. Simultaneously? Yes, that word.
0: Haha.
1: Um Agree and disagree. Okay. Because... On paper, no, it does not. How the ever. Uh Uh-huh. Chef's kiss. Oh my
0: god. (laughs) Everybody top to bottom in this thing brings it and kills it. Mm -hmm. Like vocals, acting, character kills it. So at the top of the at the top of the list, of course, we have Shrek, who is played by the lovely, wonderful. Brian Darcy James, mm-hmm. award winning Brian Darcy James. Mm-hmm. um He was actually originally slated and was their first go yeah. for the person to be on this. Um, and he just came in and he was like, fuck yeah, I totally want to do this and had fun. Like day one was into it. He makes a whole bunch of jokes about how he got the job on his eyebrows.
1: Yeah. Brian Darcy James
0: famously has
1: the bushiest of eyebrows, the
0: biggest eyebrows.
1: Only um, comparable to. Um, the Levy son and um, father duo.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. They're
1: the eyebrows of Hollywood. But
0: when you watch this, just like a heads up, he's in full makeup. His eyebrows, totally his. Yeah. No makeup. They just like went around his eyebrows. He's wearing a full face prosthetic and they're like, eyebrows are too good. Keep them. <laughs> like he's got a purple tongue. They dyed they his, dye his tongue. tongue. But they left his eyebrows because they were like, nah, those are too perfect for Shrek.
1: Okay. <laughs> you know, um, when we watched this the first time we watched it together, okay. you gave me the exact same spiel about his eyebrows. Brian Darcy
0: James' eyebrows and are hilarious.
1: Every time I watch it, because sometimes I do watch it in the comfort of my own home, yes. like you should, I just hear this di- this monologue from you. So Good. It's as his eyebrows. Should. It's his
0: eyebrows. <laughs> I-, I love brian darcy james for so many reasons yeah and i have watched so many of his shows something rotten is another one that he did it's really good and that is an amazing i wish i got to see it with brian darcy james Mm -hmm. i'm so happy i got to see it at bass hall on tour but god if i could have seen brian darcy james do that
1: yeah
0: blown away um we'll move on next to princess fiona
1: Sutton
0: sutton foster a queen yeah um I can't remember if we talked about, I talked about this with Miranda about our celebrity passes Yes. between me and uh, Skylar and I have Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. and my other one is Sutton,
1: Sutton Foster. Foster. Uh, you have a very clear type. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very true. But Sutton Foster is because one, she's fucking hilarious. She's really funny. When you watch interviews with Sutton Foster, she is the goofiest person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of her talents that she puts down on her audition sheets is that she can pick her nose with her tongue. That's like her talent. Yeah. <laughs> she can tap dance. She knows how to do ballet. She can belt a high C like it's no fucking problem. But she puts down, I can pick my nose with my tongue. One That's day her it's going to
1: come in use. It's going to come gonna in handy. It's going to be like, man, I wish Sutton Foster was here for this yeah. one special skill that we
0: need. That's, we need Sutton Foster. We need to spend the money for Sutton Foster to <laughs> so come she can pick, pick her, her nose with her, with her tongue. tongue. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, she plays Fiona. Um, um.
1: And honestly, it's just two hours of watching Sutton Foster be Sutton Foster. Oh
0: my God! Yeah, it's, like it really it, it is. Literally, it's
1: just Sutton Foster. It, yeah, in a green dress.
0: hmm And I know a lot of people. I know Sutton Foster for Broadway. I know her from thoroughly, thoroughly modern millie, mm-hmm. Shrek. Anything goes, stuff like that. A Mm -hmm. lot of people are probably going to know her from some of her TV stuff. So she was on Younger. Bunheads was one of her first ones that she did.
1: Not Bunheads. bunheads. Um, To be fair, it looked a little corny, but Younger I would recommend. Very good. It's a wild ride. It just ended, and Mm -hmm. um, God bless to her and all of the Hillary Duff. It's amazing. Nico, I mean, all of them. She
0: uh, she had a hard. Hard time getting into the film scene, but
1: she's doing it. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, she like her, her brand is very Broadway. Oh, yeah. It, like the, just the way she handles herself. Four yeah, Tonys. Yeah, I know.
0: Four Tonys. Like I said, queen. Yeah. Absolutely. Just dominating it. And every time she fucking opens her mouth on this thing, you're, you're just drawn in. Mm-hmm. And she makes it look so easy. I think that's the most annoying part is sometimes you can see Brian Darcy James like going for those upper notes because mm-hmm. he's a baritone and he's like going for him. You're like, okay, so I feel better about myself. But Sutton Foster will just like hit notes like it's no problem.
1: Well, not only that, but also and I really. Do it while she's dancing. Yeah, I really like to watch. Like at the end of the numbers, I like to watch everybody breathing because it's like the one mm. chance they get to breathe, however right. they the... need to breathe. <laughs> and she just like you can tell she's breathing hard, but like she's like. But it looks pretty effortless. Yeah, it looks pretty like she could she could continue to go on if she really needed to.
0: Have I ever made you watch the Anything Goes?
1: Yes, William, um, you revival? have.
0: When she does that <laughs> full fucking.
1: The tap, the tap dance?
0: Yeah the, yeah. the reprise for Anything Goes is eight and a half minutes long. It's so goddamn long. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people know Anything Goes for... Um, oh, God. I just lost the actor's name. What is her name?
1: I won't be able to help you with um, this. I don't think it matters.
0: Fuck! Anyways, um, she would go off... Off stage, they do the big tap number she comes in belts out the the last note Mm -hmm. everybody's like yay oh my god Sutton Foster said fuck that I'm gonna do the entire eight minute tap scene and sing the whole time and belt the last note without missing a beat and then just be moderately tired at the end yeah never leave stage never get somebody to come in for her is dead center of the stage tapped in and sing the whole time and is like "Hmm, whatever another Mm -hmm. day at work it's like god Damn it, woman. Make it look at least a little hard. Well,
1: and at least she's recognized for that with her Tonys.
0: Yes, she so. does. She does have her Tonys for this. Um, moving on, we have Christopher Sieber. Yes. Christopher Sieber is Lord Farquhar, mm-hmm. where he is on his knees for almost the entirety of this this musical.
1: Okay, I will say um, that's one of the things that I didn't enjoy about the movie or like the the production. The, the production. Because it's so up close and personal in some mm-hmm. things. Like, I understand, like, a lot of, like, when they're singing this Duloc song, mm-hmm. I understand, like, at some point he has to stand to get to certain places. Right. But, like, he it stands up takes to away... run into
0: the castle to get in there in time. It
1: kind of takes away from, like, the mystery. Yeah. Of they it do all. make a joke
0: of it where yeah. he has boys and they pick him up and he kind of scoots over. Yeah.
1: And that's funny. That's, that's funny. And, like, I think, if it had been like a wider shot, it would it would
0: have sold more. They should have yeah. done that from an audience perspective instead of doing it on close stage. Yeah.
1: And like one hand I'm like, oh, cool behind the scenes thing. Because as right. we know, I'm trying very hard to figure out how they did the very last scene. Yeah. Um
0: she was losing her mind I afterwards.
1: Can't find it. Um but also like just watching it and enjoying it, I'm like, yeah. it's it's just too much of a close up. It is
0: fascinating. There there's a on YouTube, um, they made a like eight part thing. Nine part thing that was all of the different, like, the hero, the best friend, the princess, the villain, backstage, choreography. Mm-hmm. And for the villain one, they, they explain how the legs work because they're not as simple yeah as you might think. You might think that it's just like sticks attached to his knees that he's like puppeting, mm-hmm. but it actually has a mechanism on it. So that the feet go up and back down. Yeah, so it looks kinda, like he's walking. You
1: can kind of see it every yeah, once in a while. It's
0: very, it's very little, but it really sells it. And Chris Siebert had to learn how to puppet yeah. those feet because depending on how he moves his knees, it changes how the feet like twist and do all this crazy stuff. So he's doing a lot of work to yeah. like create that illusion.
1: It is pretty impressive. I think he does a very good yeah, job.
0: It's it's wild. Also, I haven't seen another Lore Farquad that I like. Nearly, nearly as, as much as I like Chris Sieber's. He's just such a big goofball. He's
1: a character actor. Yeah. So he's, he's done that's a lot fair. Of,
0: of crazy stuff. I mean, let's see what Chris Sieber.
1: I mean, I know him from the Mary Kate and Ashley TV show. That's he played, right. He played their dad. And I, too. Oh too my something?
0: God.
1: Yeah. I totally forgot about Mary that. Kate and Ashley were my homegirls back in the he day. He
0: played about every fucking character in Spam a Lot. Yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> Holy
0: shit. I knew, like, a couple of them, Mm -hmm. but he played, like, everybody Mm -hmm. at some point in Spamalot. And that was before he did Shrek the Musical. And then he went on to do La Caja Full, Chicago, Pippin, Matilda.
1: Very Um, character actor, though. Which is, like, I mean, totally he sells it. It's really good. Holy
0: fuck. He was Billy Flynn Mm -hmm. in Chicago. Wow. Wow. How cool. But, yeah, he... Nobody else that I've seen in this role is nearly as good as Chris Siever is. All of of the weird shit he does. The fucking part where um, Thelonious is scrubbing his feet. Oh,
1: gross. His (laughs)
0: little baby feet that are all fucked up on purpose. (laughs) And he just goes, oh! (laughs) And the beard's like,
1: wow. So gross.
0: Wow. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Um, Moving on, we've got uh, Daniel Breaker. Plays Donke. 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 Most people who are in the know of Broadway probably know Daniel from Hamilton.
1: Yes. He, he was the replacement Burr. for
0: Burr whenever our good boy Leslie wasn't there. <clears throat>
1: Leslie
0: Odom Jr. He would play Burr, and his Burr is completely different, but also
1: just as good. So
0: good. Yeah. So, so good. He's got this beautiful mid range voice, too, where Leslie Odom's got this just very floaty kind of mm-hmm. nice voice listen. up at the top. Daniel Breaker's got this beautiful mid-range. Leslie
1: Odom Jr has the ability to make anything sound like a Christmas song and I'm not mad at it.
0: You know what? You're not wrong. We did listen to his uh his Christmas album when we were going through the weird light show yeah. thing that we did at Christmas yeah. because COVID, so COVID. we did a we did a drive-through. Um, but, christmas thing and we were listening to him
1: even some of his older albums like you're like is this christmas music and it's not and it's still it is, very good it's any anytime you
0: listen to um bing crosby yeah if bing Crosby's not singing christmas music it's not real <laughs> it's not actually him singing he, he only sings white christmas we all know this <laughs> it's his only song his
1: only song that's how he got I know so famous i know he's
0: the highest grossing musician of all time but um just off it's of just, that one Christmas song. It's just one Christmas song. So I
1: mean to be fair, Mariah Carey.
0: That's yeah. You're not wrong.
1: Who like, mmm, not interested, but
0: <laughs> it's a good song. That yeah. song is a fucking banger. Daniel would also go on to open in Book of Mormon. Of course he would. Um feels right. And then was there for a year. <laughs> so you know, had fun. He uh he kills it in this as well. I don't I I
1: they they replaced his the original actor with him because mm-hmm. the original actor, they were like, mm, not really feeling it.
0: Yeah, because this is also one of those. It has to be a character. Yeah, it, it has, has to, to be to. big. It has to be crazy. I mean, you're competing with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like you're you're having these iconic voices that are put into this thing. It's like for Brian Darcy James. He has to be like, like- Seth Meyers. Michael Myers Michael Myers, Jesus. Like the one who murders people as yeah. well. Um but
1: he has to do that thing and could you imagine funny. Seth Myers as oh, Shrek?
0: No, not at all. <laughs> Going back to uh, don't get high and watch this yeah. show, Seth Myers would be buck wild <laughs> as Shrek. I want to hear Seth Myers do a Scottish accent.
1: I bet you know honestly, I bet this has been brought up before.
0: Probably. At some point. Yeah. But, uh Mike Myers never even really like wanted like, didn't know what he was gonna do yeah. with Shrek and he just did a Scottish accent and they're like, That's, that's it. it. But and that so is, like they're stuck in it.
1: That is kind of the hard part about doing a musical based off of something that's already been yeah, produced. For sure. Is like you're you're up against these characters.
0: Yep. That's like in um The Little Mermaid. Yeah. You have to sing it like she does.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry. Or like uh they did Frozen.
0: Yeah. You have to do it like you Adina did, Adina. which is even harder because she has just this weird sweet spot. Moo with me, mm. um, Adina Menzel is one iconic to to Broadway, but like the, the what fucking psychological shit are you going through on stage where you're having to be Adina Menzel yeah. on Broadway, where it's like. If you were doing this in a movie or if you are doing, like, in a touring company or something like that, I could see how it would be easier to, like, dissociate. But being on Broadway and it's like, okay, I have to sound like fucking Idina Menzel. Yeah. That's like, hey, could you go up and just be Christian Chinoweth real quick?
1: <laughs> okay, but have you heard um, people who play after now, mm-hmm. now that Idina yeah. Menzel, they're always like, I can't hit her notes.
0: The fucking... And so we just... Uh, You mean the note that Chris Sieber hits? Okay.
1: Chris Sieber (laughs) is a character
0: um, in and of himself. Oh, my God. That... The reprise for Things Are Looking Up Here in Dulog. Yeah. So good. But
1: we're back on track. Um, That's one of the hard things about making a musical or making anything after what you're basing it off of has already been produced. You have to kind of... At some point, it's...
0: Emulate.
1: How do we emulate the art without...
0: Doing a... carbon copy or, or like car- yeah.
1: cartoonizing I guess right. like making Which, it too yeah. much of the same
0: you're not wrong they had to walk that that line yeah because like clearly there are things that you can do in a cartoon that you can't do in real life right duh but you do have to kind of skirt that line of how do we make this feel cartoony without making being cartoony? Like a
1: caricature, caricature yeah we, without we it without not say words today without it
0: feeling like a 12 year old's birthday party yeah like that's that's kind of where you're going with it and I they walk that line pretty good they do
1: it's pretty good
0: so moving ahead um we'll we'll run through our other people really quick this this person is the one that I really want to hit which is John uh Tartangula.
1: um Tartangula.
0: Pinocchio? Pinocchio yeah um his he,
1: range in just this one show
0: oh my god um but he is Pinocchio the magic mirror and the dragon mm-hmm so he puppets he puppets the dragon he puppets the dragon and he puppets the magic mirror. Okay. That is done live.
1: It, explain night. this to me because it doesn't look like a puppet.
0: Yeah. So it's technically not a puppet, but he is puppeteering. Okay. So it is a screen. It's a digital screen. Mm-hmm. When you're watching it, you can see that for sure. Um, especially when it closes up on Farquad and you can see all the, all LEDs. the little LEDs. Um But what they do is after he comes off, and that's the story of my life, he immediately gets out of the Pinocchio makeup Mm -hmm. and puts a whole bunch of motion-detecting dots on his face. And then he goes up to a motion-detecting screen and acts that segment. Oh. Does that whole segment. Because you never know what the timing's going to be. You don't know what it is, so you can't can't pre-record it. So he goes out and he acts the magic mirror. So all of those facial weird things that the magic mirror is doing – that's him. Wow! Backstage, in front of a little camera that is translating him directly, and then after he does that, he has to go and he has to go be the dragon. Mm-hmm. So then he takes off all of that stuff and he runs in and gets inside of the giant fucking dragon head and is puppeteering the dragon during that scene. Gets out of the dragon, goes back down, gets back into Pinocchio, does freak flag. Then has to run off stage, go back to being the dragon to eat Farquaad, uh-huh. and then goes out from there, puts Pinocchio back on for the ending.
1: And it's just Pinocchio for the rest. Uh-huh. Wow, that's a lot, my guy.
0: Yeah. So he is just constantly moving mm-hmm. during this thing. And,
1: and that's a lot of makeup. Pinocchio's it's, costume. It, what's
0: really funny about it is it is a quick change costume on purpose. Yeah. So the bulk of his makeup is it's on his chin. That chin. That weird wood chin, but the the nose... It's like a headpiece. Yeah, it's a headpiece. It goes on with the hat, and it goes down to a little um, hydraulic controller, and that's how it goes in and out. He can actually control it with his his hand. And then the suit is actually like a...
1: Like those fake tattoo set? Yeah. Yeah.
0: On his legs and on his arms that have pads there to make him look three-dimensional, and the clothes are actually felt. That's just... Layer after layer after layer of felt that's been carved to look like wood. Wood. Yeah.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yep. So it's sounds just one big suit that he can get in get out. Sweaty. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he has done a lot. He is another one. Um, most people would probably know his voice from Avenue Q. Yes. He's our main boy in Avenue okay.
1: Q. <laughs> Actually, um, I used to um, nanny and also I have a younger nephew who I used to watch and he was on this really weird kid show. Oh, I'm sure. It was it was puppets, yeah. but they were like fairy puppets. It yeah. was wild. I did not enjoy it, but also <laughs> that's that's where I know him from too.
0: Yeah. He his first big role was as Rod in Princeton in Avenue, <laughs> Avenue Q two. in two thousand
1: three. Never
0: seen um that. but then he would go on, he would do He did the Tony Awards and all these kind of weird stuff. He did the Easter bonnet and all that kind of stuff. He was in Hair for a while. He did Beauty and the Beast. He was Lumiere. Beauty
1: and the Beast. Um, Really? mm
0: Mm-hmm. He was Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. But yeah, most people would probably recognize his voice from "What Do You Do with a B.A. in English?" Yeah, that's him. Running through the rest of these people. Let's go. We've got uh, Haven Burton. She was the sugar plum fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Cody was the shoemaker elf. Yes. And a blind mouse. Bobby Dane was Styx and Bishop.
1: Uh, I think that was really clever, the way that they named the three pigs. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then Ryan Duncan was Bricks. Um, and then you've got Sarah Jane Everman, the ugly duckling. Amy Garcia was Mama Bear and dragonette. Leah Greenhouse was Young Fiona. Yes, That was one of our little ones. She was the littlest one. Lisa Ho was Baby Bear. Chris Hotch, Big Bad Wolf. Danette Holden was the Magic Mirror Assistant, the Fairy Godmother, and the Bluebird. Mm -hmm. Um, Martin Lawson, Ensemble. Uh, Jacob Ming was one of the pigs. Teen Fiona was Marissa O'Donnell. Uh, Denny Pascal, Peter Pan. Rachel Reese, Young Fiona as well, was the understudy we got greg rutter was the pied piper noah uh riviera was our white rabbit, white rabbit. jennifer simmered was the wicked witch rachel stern was the mom ogre and humpty dumpty
1: mm-hmm. it took me a really long time to figure out that was humpty dumpty
0: really yeah a, a and actually with, i with think imdb
1: says she's like tweedle Dum or something like that
0: why would you have just one of them i don't Whatever. IMDb is fucked up. And then Dennis Stowe was Papa Bear. And Thelonious. mm -hmm. Which is hilarious. Thelonious is honestly one of the best silent characters in this (laughs) whole thing.
1: (laughs) But honestly, the fact... So a lot of... Obviously, a lot of musicals do. Like, you double cast your ensemble. Mm -hmm. Um, Even Hamilton did it. But like
0: fuck ton of double casting and weird stuff in it because the
1: the quick changes and the makeup and everything like that it's wild because you think they all are fairy tale creatures and their costumes and their makeup is like just so elaborate and Mm -hmm. then they come back and they're like one of the douloth guards Mm -hmm. or and
0: honestly like in the the filming of this obviously they had more time to do stuff but that doesn't mean they didn't do that stuff every fucking night yeah. eight shows a week like broadway is hard mm-hmm. it is hard in the fact that they were able to i mean they had 25 million dollars to figure it out but all of these people who are double cast as creatures or guardsmen or they do lock dancers yeah. or skeletons or dragonettes or whatever three blind mice and then they have to go back, back. and be the
1: fairy tale c- creature again Insane. Well, that's even like... um, Like, good on the fucking crew backstage. The mom and dad who played Shrek's parents at the very Mm -hmm. beginning. Yeah. Like, they're also ensemble that comes on stage, like, right afterwards. Yeah.
0: So, they're, like, just dropping everything and then coming back on. Also,
1: so at the very beginning when they show little Shrek and it's just Mm. his back. Yeah. I'm always like, is it a a dummy? It's not a dummy. It's not a dummy. It's not a dummy. But that poor little girl... Is just <laughs> she's just wrapped
0: up so tight in that little <laughs> shrek her head. Cheeks are just I like pushed so... by the prosthetics. It's so purpose, bad. Yeah, but the head is like 3 times bigger than mm-hmm. it should be. And you be. can tell
1: she can't really move whenever uh-huh. she's she's doing things. She can't
0: sing in that thing. <laughs> she doesn't say a single fucking line that whole time because she can't do anything in that that mask. Yeah. She's just like
1: That's Okay, here. Really adorable. I'm going to I'm going to
0: be baby Shrek now. All right. <laughs> and then it has to do that whole opening scene until mm-hmm. Brian Darcy James comes blasting out of a porta potty outhouse.
1: It's an outhouse.
0: It's an outhouse with indoor plumbing. It makes a fleshy noise. I mean, yeah. Like that's
1: He's had a lot of time on his hands.
0: Listen, he's Shrek a, is a fucking smart a man. a
1: professional plumber William. He, and how dare you suggest he's otherwise? He's an engineer. Yeah.
0: Is what he is. It's fucking amazing. He figured And apparently out indoor a botanist, plumbing.
1: too, with that little flower. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fucking wild. I mean, honestly, I can't wait until he runs for president. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) He
1: he would be a very good president. He'd be
0: an amazing president. So we can move on to directing. We kind of talked about directing a little bit. Yeah. That's Jason Moore was our director. And we talked about that he had done other things before. Avenue Q being a big one, which is probably why we have a lot of puppeteering in this. Instead of just ixnaying characters. Yeah. We just have them being puppeted. I think the most prominent one... On set for Avenue Q-ish thing would be the Gingerbread Man, yeah, because our um not Sugar Plum,
1: no, yeah, the yeah, Sugar, Plum, Sugar Fairy. Plum
0: Fairy. I always get the 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 good the purple one with the broken wand, Fairy Godmother, the Fairy Godmother, and the Sugar Plum Fairy mixed up. But she voices and puppets the Gingerbread Man in this, and I he's just a puppet that she holds. I
1: think they walked a very fine line and they did it very well, um, because puppet Broadway. It's, like, its whole own genre. Yeah. Like, even the Lion King kind of toys, like, walks Walks that that line line. very well. Yeah. Um, I think it's easier because they're bigger animals, so, like, they're bigger puppets, you know?
0: Except for Zazu.
1: Yeah. but um, Zazu's
0: just, like, a fucking bird that the dude holds.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I prefer the Zazu over the Timon yeah they're kind of like the fact that their feet whole other musical we're not we're not getting into it but um i think they especially since you have no idea what you're getting into when you go to see Shrek the Mm -hmm. musical like i think they walked that line very well and genji has like two different puppet sets too yeah and they did that very well
0: too three you've got you've got genji with him on the pan on the big pan, yeah. On the big pan, when we first see him without his legs, with his legs cut off, and then we've got him on the smaller pan, and then at the end, oh, at he the doesn't end, he's have not on a, a pan. pan at all. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so those are three different puppets that they just had ready to go, and they're fully articulating puppets too. The mm-hmm. head comes up, the mouth opens, the eyebrows move, the feet wiggle a little bit. Like what is that, that? actor is doing a lot of work yeah. to bring that little gingerbread man to life. Yeah, and. Great job. And later, The voice is awesome. Her voices are hilarious. She does this big, like... She does the gingerbread man that everybody knows. Yeah.
1: But then, that, like, nasally, whiny mm-hmm. voice.
0: But when she does the Sugar Plum Fairy, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like this deep Russian, the. Yeah. Like, she does just a Russian accent for the Sugar Plum Fairy, because why the fuck not? Why not? Yeah. Make very it fun. Good.
1: It's a fairy tale.
0: It's a fairy tale. Who cares? But, yeah, she, uh, she does a great job with that. So, yeah, a lot of puppeteering. So, Jason Moore was... It seems like he was pretty up for being like, I want every character to be here. Yeah. And if they got to be puppets, well, let's fucking do puppets. Yeah. Because I'm used to that. I know how to direct that style. He well, did a really good job of crowding the stage, too, without making, making it, it look feel small. small or crowded. And we know how small those Broadway stages yeah. are. They're, they're tiny. They're small. Yeah.
1: Um, And that's like the dr- – well, but then the Dragon, they had to downscale as they started to tour it. It's right. not as big- – honestly though like
0: wings in the touring version though
1: but also that the way that they weird. do the tail is very confusing to me yeah so like i'm kind of glad they downscaled it mm-hmm. but like
0: when they do the the scales
1: yeah where they have to like move and stuff mm-hmm. like that
0: yeah it's it's weird you always have to change stuff up for touring because obviously you can't just shoot it off into the yeah. wings it's got to be able to fold down and go places
1: yeah so i mean puppeteering
0: yeah. A wild ride. But I love the directing style of this. I, I, There are so many characters and things that you have to shove onto this stage. And then there are points where there's not anybody but our three yeah. mains. So he just did a lot of stuff. And I think me and Maggie talked about this, is you can tell the difference when a director lets their cast have fun. Yes, yeah, so
1: you guys did talk about yeah. this.
0: They let them have fun and when they want it exactly how their vision is. Mm-hmm. Jason Moore clearly was just like, Have fun. You guys know what you're doing, do something, have fun, and they had so much fun.
1: Well the characters lend it lend themselves to that kind of quirkiness too. To just Especially like it it, you even see it in the movie like the regular movie, like Mm -hmm. they're quirky characters. But like anyways. Chris Sieber's
0: Farquad like evokes Farquad, but is distinctly different. Yeah. It's It's way wittier. like,
1: Well, he has his own backstory in this. Yeah,
0: he does his own. He's got a fucking backstory that Mm -hmm. he's actually Grumpy's son. Yeah. And, I mean, he's just, he's funnier. He's just a funnier character. When he shows up to pick up Fiona, whoa, plastic horse. (laughs) Plastic
1: horse. (laughs) It's plastic.
0: It's hollow. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, the guard's just like... Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Chris Siever just like did that one day in rehearsal and everybody thought it was fucking hilarious. When he like
1: shoots at the crowd. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. pew <laughs> when he's
0: walking <laughs> off stage, um, the trying to get down on one knee for Fiona and it's mm-hmm. like stretching his groin as far as he can. And it's just like, <sighs> <sighs> like, these are all things that Chris brought to it. And the, I've, Fiona did the same thing. The way she sings, um, Morning Person, where just like, it, at some points, it's not a pretty sound anymore. She just like...
1: It's, it's very Sutton Foster. Yeah, it's
0: very Sutton Foster. But... And they're just like, be a goofball. Brian Darcy James picking his uh, wedgie, wedgie in the first part. That was something he did when he auditioned. Mm. Like he was just singing the song and walking around and he just picked a wedgie and everybody thought it was fucking hilarious. And then Jason Moore was like, you have to do that every night now. Sorry. <laughs> like that's a part of the choreography. That's it now. You have to do it. So you can really tell that He was just like, have fun, Mm -hmm. just fucking do it, have a good time. And they did. And it shows and it clearly translated to people. Yeah. Like people love this show as they should because they had fun. Because
1: it's a good show.
0: Yep. And who dare
1: you say otherwise.
0: This section, we have cinematography.
1: Do we have cinematography?
0: We technically have cinematography in this. I don't think it's much to write home about or talk about because and, it's pretty standard stage filming.
1: And I've already said my two cents about how I think a lot of it is too close up. I yeah. think they could have done with a little bit more like full stage, mm-hmm. especially with how much stuff or how many characters they have on the stage at once. I think a lot of it was very close up. And I think part of that is cool because you can see the makeup and everything like that, which they obviously worked very hard on. Oh, yeah. So I don't I don't fault them for wanting to do all those close ups. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just like. It would be really cool if we could see the whole. Like,
0: I want to see. Well, we're both, we're both crew nerds. Yeah, that's true. We both worked crew. Um, I've talked on here before that I worked stage. Mm -hmm. You were a stage manager. Mm -hmm. You did a lot of management and stuff like that. But you worked lights as well. And as those kind of crew nerds, like we're like, yeah, the story's amazing. This is really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actor is awesome. I want to see how you did the fucking forest. Like, how did you? give it that depth with a bunch of 2d things right and i can see it a little bit but i want to see it
1: or like the sun the sun constantly is moving because it shows her plight against the day and night Mm -hmm. but like you can only see it in the really close-ups and it looks like it's moving too fast when it's close really quick close up yeah i would love to see it like for a a long shot of a backed out yep you know? Because
0: they only stay on those backed out shots for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Here and there.
1: And it's like, I want to... I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see what's happening. Like,
0: every now and then you see the pit in there. Yeah. And it's like, the, I have no sense of the depth of this stage mm-hmm. until those shots. Yeah. And, like, I know because I watched the, 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 behind the, the behind the scenes, scenes that it's not that deep of a stage. Yeah. So Like, that's wild. And that, like, they had to put the pit net on there because they were really close to pit. Yeah. But, like... I want to. I want to see the scale What's of happening, this thing. Yeah. Everything goes floor to ceiling in this show. Mm-hmm. I want to see floor to ceiling. I want to see all this stuff. So yeah. So the filming of it, though, it is really good. It is a standard stage filming. Anybody who watched Hamilton would be familiar with this type of filming I style. What
1: I would disagree. I think Hamilton had a lot more wide shots than yeah. this does, which is crazy because Hamilton has less. Of a Big stuff. of a stage presence, yeah. it's mostly like character work and like using props. Whereas mm-hmm. the Shrek the Musical has a stage. Yeah, that's true. It has dressings. Similarly, a both set.
0: use rotating stages, turntables. Yeah, turntables they do. in order to sell the story. Mm-hmm. Though Hamilton's is not a three dimensional turntable. It doesn't go up and down. No, it's flat. And Shrek's goes up and down in multiple settings. Mm-hmm. Like, they can make steps and cliff edges The Lion edges King does that, shit. too. Yeah. Like, it's... That, like, that's the shit I want to see. I Like, yeah. when they are doing the uh, finale of Act 1, it's all right there. Mm-hmm. Like, right up it's... on Brian Darcy James and Daniel Breaker. And it's like i know they're standing on a cliff i want to see the cliff i want to see them yeah moon. and then you
1: have like fiona in the background and it would have been cool to see like them like all of it yeah just
0: in these big beautiful shots yeah but yeah so cinematography could have been better we're just a bunch of nerds we're also just a bunch of crew nerds and i understand that a lot of people are like i want to see the actors yeah. up close i want to see them sweating and spitting <laughs> I wanna see fucking Jonathan Groff, Groff just just spit just everywhere. Mucus. Which he did on purpose. Yeah. Which I love that. He was like, I made it extra gross Disgusting. for everybody. How dare you. Okay, so we can move on to one that is like which is editing and effects. We've yes. kind of talked about it. This show I like I've seen so many shows and I've I've watched a lot of stage productions. We've been a part of stage productions. This show is so technically astounding. It really is. With what they did costume, lighting, stage, everything is just like holy fuck. The amount of characters that they have on set at once, all with microphones mm-hmm. on, that sound engineer is fucking yeah. just moving up there to make sure that nothing feedback or does something weird or is like sounding bad. Because there's like 20 people on stage at one time, and each one of them has two microphones in case one mic goes bad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's insane. That's like five people all working at the same time. And then not to mention costuming in this thing. The costumes are just...
1: Costumes are amazing.
0: Gorgeous. Just really, really good. And like we were saying, the makeup and everything, how they do the quick changes with the costumes and the makeup, it's like... We were watching an interview with Sutton Foster where the wedding scene, she said they got the quick change down to one minute mm-hmm. to go from Sutton Foster. But
1: they don't want to show it to you because ogre. they hate you. They don't you. want to ruin the magic. So rude.
0: In the In the filming, they obviously cut away from it and then come back.
1: Well, not only that, but like that you can tell like the. The kind of further away shots, you can tell it's not Sutton Foster with yeah, her back it's a body turned, double. But then they come in and you can see her face up close. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just want to know, not obviously not how they do it, because like I know how they do it. I just want to know how
0: I want to know compared, compared to What the, what to the Shrek, quick change makeup looks yeah, like. Yeah, compared
1: to Shrek, how good Fiona's makeup is. Yeah. Because at the finale, it she's. It looks
0: just as good as yeah. his. Which is, he, Brian Darcy James spends like three hours in the chair before show mm-hmm. every day. So like there's no way it looks.
1: It can't as look good as, as good as his, but I want to see like how bad it looks, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Without saying it's going to look bad right. because it's a Broadway production, it can't look that bad, but like cuz you can see like the high school productions and stuff like that looks.
0: Shrek Jr. I cannot believe like in high school we did Beauty and the Beast.
1: Oh, we were going to do Shrek.
0: <laughs> we did Beauty and the Beast.
1: And that has a quick change in it.
0: it oh, it has a lot of stuff yeah. in it. And I, it was a large undertaking. It, it was, was
1: a large production. It
0: was a large production. We spent a lot of time, a lot of hours doing it. And it came out looking pretty good for a high school production, like in comparison to other things. But I cannot see a high school being able to do...
1: It's too much makeup. It's too much wigs. There's it's too, too much, much characters. Costume. There's
0: too much stage yeah. s- stuff. There's like It's just too much for a cast of fucking... 30 high schoolers to be able to do. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And so like at the end in the wedding scene a lot of the high school ones she just like puts on fucking ogre ears. And is like, "I'm ugly."
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, "Okay, for sure. This <laughs> really is suspending my the imagination." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this is great, wonderful. And it's like, "Just don't Hey, there are some things we just don't do for high school musicals." Yeah. Um, Geyer, mostly because yours are inappropriate. Equus. Don't
1: well, we already know what Equus is. You and Maggie talked about it last show. We did. And it should not be a high school production. Yeah, we much watched, less. We watched
0: a high school do that. For one act. We d- They did Cats.
1: Did they do? I don't think they did Cats while I'm still in high school. They did Cats.
0: Before. Okay. Before we were in high school, they did Cats. They did uh, Chicago.
1: Yeah, um, They did that my like senior year.
0: Fucking like.
1: That's just because Geyer had the money. Uh.
0: Yeah, but still, like there are some shows you don't do in high school.
1: Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. And that is one of them. I'm pretty sure we were told we couldn't do Shrek because it was too raunchy. I think we were also told I think we we're trying do Shrek to take it to DSM. It is... What? I think we were trying to take it to DSM, and they told us we couldn't. Yeah, because Geyer took Chicago to DSM, mm-hmm. so that was my junior year. It was,
0: it was a a wild time. Yeah, it was definitely wild because then we did we did Jekyll and Hyde, which is. I was a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> I was an actual pimp. <laughs> I had to dance on another girl I, in tights in a corset.
1: I, You know, choices are made and um, that's a whole other time in our lives. Yeah. And, you know, life goes on.
0: Life goes on. I would be awkward doing that now and I am 26 years old. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, high school production, Shrek definitely should not be it.
0: No, you shouldn't do Shrek for that. So we still don't know how Fiona's shit worked, but the rest in this thing is is wonderful. I love the mice in the tap scene. Oh, yeah. I love that they have little mouse little shoes. shoes. But then like when the curtain comes back, they're in like top hats and pants. Yeah, and it was really clever. It's very, very cute. And then Fiona's like quick change Rip-away skirt. Rip away dress. Yeah, into like this tap dancing skirt with leggings on very cute yeah. very fun um and then everything else in this thing i mean the set is obviously just breathtaking every step of the way
1: it's really beautiful
0: it's so well painted and they do such a good job of building depth and everything on a stage which is from ex- what we
1: can see from what we it's can all see close huh?
0: yeah the fucking um when they show up in Duloc and they're in front of the castle and it's that huge drop down yeah Castle, but they have it leaned back a little bit, and then they have it this huge depth perception like the horizon line is way lower. Yeah, and so it makes it feel way bigger than it actually is. Now, it is giant, like it's probably 25 30 feet tall because it goes from floor to ceiling, so it dwarfs Donkey and Shrek, but it feels even bigger than that because of the perspective. When they're in the swamp and you've got all these trees. That are on like the three different tracks. Yeah, and then they've got like six trees here, two trees here, four, three. It, here. There's a lot of depth. Yeah, they play with the depth of the stage a lot, mm-hmm. and it's fucking amazing. The um, the bridge when we're going to the castle. Yeah, like
1: that's a that's a big boy bridge too. It's a
0: big boy bridge, and then they put it up on the higher platform for them to walk across and everything to like make you feel like. Donkey fell through the fucking thing. Yeah, like thing. he's
1: actually doing this big trek across a huge bridge yeah. over lava.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. They did a great job. A lot of fun stuff with smoke and lights instead of using actual pyrotechnics.
1: I think the light design was probably the star of the show. If I'm not gonna like if I'm going to be honest with you, yeah. I think the light design was really good.
0: It's it's really fun. The only part that I don't like for the lighting design is the um And this might be a fault of filming, but the where Shrek hears Fiona talking to Donkey. Oh. That whole night scene. That night scene, yeah. When words fail, it's just so fucking dark. For a night scene. Then
1: again, it's very close up. How do we actually know?
0: There are a couple of parts where it's like, it feels like he's in a moonlit area. Yeah. And so like it definitely sells that way, but in other parts it's like it is so goddamn dark yeah. on the screen. I can only see
1: what's spotlighted. Spot.
0: Yeah. And that's it. So that's my only my only thing there that I was like, mm.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you there.
0: But everything else, they the lighting design. Lighting is really good. It. There's not a lot of gobos in this one.
1: No, I don't think there is. A I think of, it's all there's a lot, a lot of, lot of psych work. work.
0: Yeah, a lot of psych work, mm-hmm. a lot of color work. Um, but not a lot of gobos. I think the only place that we really see gobos is in the, in the swamp the first time. Yeah, that's got a lot of gobo work in it to make it feel kind of claustrophobic a little bit. Are we getting too nerdy with our critiques? Here? Uh, we might be. Probably are. I don't know how many people know what a gobo is. <laughs> I would say gel, but they don't use gels. I would really like to just level. put
1: faith in your audience
0: that they know what a gobo. That is? That they know what the, go-
1: the gobos are.
0: Yeah. Because at this point, I mean, they're not using anything that's like a small stage would use. Yeah. They're they're using the full-sized fucking E2000 bullshit that weighs 1,500 pounds each and does crazy shit. I'm not going
1: to lie to you, my guy. Even you've isolated me now.
0: It's got like RGBs in it. I have no idea what
1: we're
0: talking about now. Well, you remember those big, like, they look like eggs, eggs, kind of. And they're like giant, they're like this big, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then they can, they have, I mean, I know we're
1: talking about lights, but, but yeah, like, they're
0: like fully motorized. And then, like, the like B6, the 6000 WD40, got, right? Yeah. All those light names, yeah, yeah WD40, <laughs> a famous light that we all know, it's my favorite one. It moves really well, it does.
1: It's like it just slides it just that slides stage. and it never makes
0: a squeaky noise. No, it's exactly Not what you want
1: for it's, professional production, yeah,
0: it's never made a squeaky noise even one time Mm -mm. i highly recommend the wd the wd 40 that's it's a it's a big thing right now (laughs) they're very expensive you can buy them at home depot
1: specifically um do they
0: count as a can light
1: yellow and blue lighting oh beautiful just that's it
0: just beautiful yeah you get one with the uh you get one with the uh the flexible
1: band on it Mm -hmm. yeah
0: really good stupid (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to probably the biggest and most important part of a musical. The music? The music. Oh, wild. The sound and music. Usually at this point, we're talking about sound and music as just the background stuff. You and.
1: You're wrong. Maggie's right. And I would appreciate it if you would take your wrong opinions. (sighs) It's not a wrong opinion. I swear
0: because here's the thing Rodgers and Hammerstein Julie though,
1: Andrews is a queen Julie she Andrews is on amazing I par. love
0: Julie, I love Julie Andrews in 90% of things I don't like Rodgers and Hammerstein name one other Rodgers and Hammerstein musical I would rather not Name one I
1: don't
0: want to Uh-huh
1: can you <laughs> No <laughs> Carousel No Sucks Yeah Oklahoma Oklahoma's not great Sucks Okay but the sound The only of music... other one that's
0: good is Cinderella and even Cinderella is So-so.
1: I will ask you to bite your tongue, sir. The
0: musical? You like the musical of Cinderella? I like
1: anything Cinderella, and how dare you come for me like this? It's just boring.
0: You're boring. It's just boring. The music is boring.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, Cinderella is such, like, a classic No, like, the story is classic. It's just,
0: it's... And people are going to be like, like, you you, get, like, classics. No, I love classics. Um, My Fair Lady, one of my favorite. Anything Goes. Brigadoon. Like... You want me to throw up? Fucking Rodgers and Hammerstein did South Pacific, Christina.
1: I know. And South Pacific is a horrible show. I understand. But the sound of... It <laughs>
0: That's
1: my so- little honey bun. <laughs> the Sound of Music, you're wrong about.
0: Oh, listen, the, the kids are terrifying. One. The, the children in The Sound of Music, terrifying.
1: I mean, children are terrifying.
0: Number two... The Sound of Music has been a butt of jokes in comedy for as long as it has been around. So, like, this is a well-known opinion that it is it is very easy to make fun of because it's bad in a lot of parts. One of the main songs in it we think of as Christmas music, not even as The Sound of Music. Oh
1: so, uh, dear.
0: That's the, yeah, that's the Christmas song that yeah, I was thinking I, of.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> is there a few <laughs> of my favorite things? You know we made it so far without da, da, singing
1: and the sound of music is where where we had yeah. to just go in and really deep dive how but dare yeah, we
0: it's it ugh, the sound of music Rodgers and Hammerstein in general because okay. here's the thing can you name one other song from Oklahoma other than
1: Oklahoma yeah. Okay but I would like to say in alliance with your rules for this podcast mm-hmm. We hate Nazis. We do hate Nazis. You have to be a fan of the sound of music. One of the kids is a Nazi. Reason. I would like to go back to Shrek.
0: Okay, we'll go back to Shrek. speak to you again. Okay, and we'll talk about the amazing music okay. that is in Shrek. Okay, let's do it. Amazing, amazing music, top to bottom. Uh-huh. When we start the show with Big Bright Beautiful World... It is a great opening, and they're all bops.
1: They're, That's the they thing. are bops. You're right.
0: Like they've got this groove to them. Mm-hmm. Like you know how um, it's kind of a, I guess it was like the mid two thousands that kind of got into this thing. That's when we got like Book of Mormon, um, Avenue Q, it's Shrek, like that, like, Legally Blonde, poppy
1: musical. Yeah, kind yeah. Poppy,
0: which I get. Like a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people are like, I
1: want to listen to Dear Evan Hansen. Or I want to listen... a whole other genre of music. Actually, I would argue that's kind of poppy as well. It's close.
0: But people are like, I only like Les Mis.
1: Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera would uh, not fit.
0: It's a rock opera.
1: Listen, Phantom of the Opera, I only tolerate because of you. It's
0: got some strong-ass fucking guitar riffs in it.
1: It is, yeah. It is a rock opera. It goes
0: fucking, the Phantom of the Opera is here. And then it's like... (laughs) Like, it is not classic. At all. Andrew I, Lloyd Webber is fucking that's, crazy. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, you've got that whole yeah genre of people who but people, are like, this is people too love the, modern music.
0: Right. People want, like, Sweeney Todd. They want those Les Mis, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. This very classic kind of moving out of opera into the musical genre, but not too far yeah. over. And this is really right in the middle of that, like, well, we're going to just have fucking fun. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. It's very,
1: like... Fairy tale fantasy with like a a 20, 2000s pop kind of overtones yeah. to it.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. We talked about the the music writer for this thing and mm-hmm. all of the things that she's done that are just amazing. Yeah. So it's not really surprising that she went and made another fucking amazing musical, but really everything in this thing is a banger. Um, a lot of people probably weirdly know Freak Flag. That became yeah. a very good anthem. That's
1: very Avenue Q. It
0: is very Avenue Q. Absolutely. Um, but it was kind of like an anthem for yeah. people for a while, mm-hmm. especially people of the queer community. Yeah. The queer community really took Freak Flag and was like, hell yeah. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. And it's like, fuck yeah. It's a good ass song. It's a good song. And it's and it absolutely fits with what's going on um, and what people need to hear and even from there, I mean, fucking the finale, the first act finale for this thing, Who I'd Be. Yeah. The, God, the, the three-part harmony. The
1: range is really good. In the
0: end of that thing that is just resonating. The one part that has always stuck out to me in that song is when he gets to, um, and I'd remove my helmet mm-hmm. and it, everything stops. There is no sound. Like, it's not just a rest. It's everybody rests Mm -hmm. goes back into it uh and then it goes back into this upbeat key change and it's like that's it gives me goosebumps every time i hear that part it is so goddamn good
1: i the one place that i always get goosebumps no matter what is um fiona's song with the little fionas too Mm -hmm. when they Mm -hmm. all harmonize together i get goosebumps every single time
0: it is so good um even at the very, very beginning in Big Bright Beautiful World where mom and dad are singing, Mm -hmm. dad does this wild harmony, low range harmony that goes way down. And it's like, you can barely hear it, but if it wasn't there, it wouldn't sound right. And it's like, yeah, that's the shit I'm looking for in music. Yeah, I'm looking for it where it's like, I can kind of notice it's there, but it mixes in so well that it like changes the whole feeling of the song. And that does this top to bottom. And then you have just fun shit like all of donkey songs are
1: they're very donkey
0: they're very donkey and they're so much fun they're just upbeat super fun uh when he's singing with the dragon and he goes yeah wait a second and then it just changes to ukulele just we (laughs) haven't heard ukulele this whole time and it's just ukulele for donkey the whole time Mm -hmm. this whole thing has been this motown fucking bop
1: very like very, like, jazzy, yeah, like, very sultry. Yeah,
0: and then all of a sudden it's just, like, blue light ukulele yeah. for when Donkey's singing. <laughs> so good. Um And then he gets to the the song that he sings for Fiona and Shrek. There's something going on oh, around yeah. here. And he gets the... He does this... Daniel Breaker does this wild run down to the... Uh, you gotta use the sunset. You gotta use the sunset, baby. You gotta use the sunset. Mm-hmm. Like... It's like that's not who
1: fucking does that in the middle of a musical. I would just like to put a disclaimer right in the middle of us talking about a musical um, mm-hmm. that I'm not musically inclined, and so like <laughs> William really is carrying the show over here, and I'm just like, oh yeah, uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely, Ooh, yeah, I hear that too. Wow. Yeah. Super cool. It's, it's a big
0: thing, right yeah. there. Yeah. I, I hear
1: what you're hearing, uh-huh. and I agree with you. And then
0: when Chris Sieber hits, no one's gonna bring. Me down. He does do that, and that is pretty good. But he does. It he does so, hit that note. It's so funny how he does it, though. It's so gross. He like <laughs> he does it because he's he's kind of poking fun at Adina Menzel. Because mm-hmm. there are many, many, many actors who have done Wicked after Adina, and can hit that note way cleaner than yeah. Adina. But Adina has that.
1: It's that nasally, that nasally
0: sound. And so Chris Siever just goes for it and just. Like, just makes the worst noise possible at the end of it. But the green lights go on him, and he's got his hand up in the air, and you you see this puff of smoke before a curtain draws. Hilarious. Like, they just were like, we're going to have fun with this one. Yeah. This is going to be super fun. And Chris Siever was like, I'm just going to go for it. (laughs) So good. That's not on the uh, album either. No, it's not. Which is really just a shame. Every time I listen to Things Are Looking Up, I'm like, I just want
1: that at the end. I just
0: want... The stupid ending to this song. But yeah, the, the top to bottom, the music in this thing is so much fun. Every character has fun in it. Um, We probably need to talk about the actor who plays Humpty Dumpty, who is a teeny tiny white woman who swallowed a black Motown artist. Yeah, she has
1: that very sultry, oh my like, God. yeah.
0: Her, like, belt mm-hmm. during Fre- Freak Flag is like... What the fuck just happened? Isn't
1: she Shrek's mom too? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. So she does all of that shit and she's Mm -hmm. got this beautiful low range, but then you see her stand next to like Brian Darcy James and she's like, she's very small, tiny, tiny. She's not the
1: smallest in the cast, but she's very small,
0: but she's pretty small. And she just lets out this booming voice that you're like, wait a second. I don't think that's supposed to be there. (laughs) And then not, on top of it, um, our boy who plays Pinocchio in Freak Flag, that last note in Freak Flag, where he falsettos all the way up to like, I think it's a high D flat or something like yeah,
1: that. It sounds right. A high D flat. Yeah, yeah.
0: Super fucking high up there. Like he he's almost hitting what you know as a high C, uh-huh. like in the national anthem.
1: Oh, what we all clap at, at baseball games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where everybody
0: claps at that really high note. That's a C. Uh-huh. It's a half step down from there. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's what he sings there, and it's fucking insane that he just like belts it, it is, out.
1: It is pretty insane. I it's, will, I will give you that. I can. It's wild. I can say that I understand
0: mm-hmm.
1: the technicality okay. of how hard that is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but can we just go Beavis and Butt Head right there. Uh-huh. uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: Okay. Buttocks. Continue. Um. I don't know. I, I I might just be a nerd for this.
1: You are a nerd.
0: I listen to. Everybody thinks I'm fucking weird. I I'm one of those terrible people that listens to show tunes, like in the car.
1: Yeah, um, it is pretty wild how well you know show tunes.
0: I know a lot, and it's
1: <laughs> it's wild because I too like to listen to a good musical. Uh-huh. I have whole playlists dedicated to them. Yeah, I've got the how musicals playlist. That's the just oh. William Tart. It's like his music. Yeah. Like like you walk into a car and like
0: if you look like at Book my
1: Book of Mormon is playing. If
0: you look at my Spotify like rewind shit, it's wild. It, it's like <laughs> it's like fucking Maroon Five, Train, Hamilton, Written Link, Avenue Q, Book of Mormon, A C D C like <laughs> And you're like, This doesn't go together at to all. To be fair,
1: Hamilton really did throw me off.
0: Oh dude. Because
1: when I got I jumped you, on the Hamilton game very late
0: oh i was right there i know you were i remember
1: we um that was our first apartment when hamilton first came Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. um but i jumped onto it late and so when i was trying to learn the music to be part of the group yeah literally that's all that i played for like a solid year
0: dude when i worked at home depot those early mornings Mm -hmm. i would just yeah and i mean hamilton's one of those ones that you can do that with and you can do it with this one too is that if you listen to the playlist just in order, it tells you the whole. It tells story. you the whole story. The whole story is there. So if you listen to Shrek the Musical, just listening but to it, it's also it tells helpful. you the whole story.
1: It's also helpful that you know what Shrek is.
0: I think most people know
1: what is. Well, that's what is. I'm saying. Like you can listen the whole the whole you thing and to you all know of what's Hamilton happening and know the whole well,
0: story. Hamilton is an opera, so yeah. yes,
1: yeah, when, <laughs> you can. When, when, it's it's a different when it's our a different boy category. Was like, I'm
0: gonna do an opera and nobody's gonna notice. <laughs> There's two spoken lines.
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't really need them to know what's happening. No, not at all. Whereas like Wicked, you have to like, you have to know the story of Wicked to know some of what's happening. That's
0: because Wicked's got this weird, that's another thing about the music and lyrics in this thing. The lyrics are very straightforward. Yeah. Like with still being pretty, like um, when words fail, Mm -hmm. when words fail, what will I do? When words fail, how will she know how I feel? Like that's a very pretty line and it like. Sounds very poetic and everything, but it lays out what he's thinking.
1: And you know what? I also like that. I was thinking about that when we were watching it. Um, I like that a lot of their lyrics don't necessarily rhyme because they're telling a story. Mm-hmm. They're not like, yes, they're singing a song, but also they're telling the story as well. So yeah. sometimes you're just not going to find the rhyme and that's okay. That's okay.
0: Honestly, lyrically, one of the most lyrically interesting songs in this whole thing is Who I'd Be. Mm-hmm. When he's saying... I could be a poet. Um, or, a <laughs> or a banker. Or a banker or an accountant is what he says in it. <laughs> um, or I could be a poet and to the stars I'd throw it. Mm-hmm. The moon would help with spelling and night would dot the eyes. Like. Yeah. That's a beautiful that's a good... piece of poetry yeah. right there. In fucking Shrek the musical. Yeah. In Shrek the musical, you just wrote this line where it was like, oh my God. Like, that's fucking amazing deep 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 stuff like and it's super funny a lot of this is super funny um in freak flag where she yells out i'm a scientologist yeah fucking hilarious she just like the shoemaker elf just runs out i want to tell the world i'm a scientologist yeah okay (laughs) i smell like sauerkraut (laughs) like some of them are just stupid songs that are really fun (laughs) and then some of them are like these beautiful pieces of of lyrics yeah. and um it's just a really fun soundtrack to listen to um for all of my people who do just listen to show tunes without seeing the musical or you are not able to go see the musical so you listen to them to get a lot out of it this is one of those shows that yeah. really gives you a lot There's, like there are some shows that you can't do that with um i don't think once translates very well via album trans- yeah. oh god what is the one about nine eleven? They're in... Come From Away? No. Something like that. I don't know. That one doesn't translate very well via album. Yeah. Like, you gotta really be paying attention to to catch it on the album, or you have to know the musical already. Yeah. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, you can kind of piece it together?
1: I think Dear Evan Hansen really does a good job of piecing it together. I think... mm, mm, Yeah. No, I'm gonna stand with that. I...
0: It, it's one of those ones where it's kind of weird. Um, I think, like, sincerely, me. S- I think you, you have don't to know, know what's, what's going yeah, on.
1: That that one is one that you have to know what's happening. As hell. Like, if you don't
0: know that it's like the disembodied voice of a kid who committed suicide, yeah. that they're using his words to write an email, you're going to be lost a little bit. To be like, oh, this is weird. What's happening here?
1: The movie is like adding and taking away things too, because even really? even they think that it's kind of hard to follow. So.
0: It's a weird fucking musical. It's got great, great, great music in it. It's weird. The story is absolute trash. trash. An awful premise.
1: But that is... Like, I will say that that show was carried by... Bin? No, by the set design and stuff like oh, that. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Not even, it's not really even a set design. It's the, the lights and stuff, like the technology. That, um,
0: yeah, look, uh looking through a window, that design that when we went and saw yeah it it was was really good breathtaking yeah with all of the the glass screens that were projecting all Mm -hmm. of the social media stuff on it like that was beautiful and that was really well done but yeah the story is just absolute dog wash it's crap
1: yeah it's it's not a good story
0: no i very much dislike a story that has a kid kill himself and then that kid killing himself is never addressed as like a thing we need to talk about it's just used as a plot point, and then that character is completely forgotten through the entire fucking play. I
1: don't think he's forgotten. He I do used... think it, they use it to glorify Evan Hansen. And to,
0: and to like, they don't approach. It's the same thing that I have a problem with 13 reasons why. Yeah, I agree with that. It's identical. yeah, problems they kind that of just
1: glorify them. the suicide. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. And also once again, we've gotten way off topic. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: it happens. <laughs> That's podcasting, Christina. I know it just podcastings, but we're staying on subject because we're still talking about musicals.
1: A wild concept.
0: And we're also just going to move on to our next part which is technically supposed to be us reconvening about the plot but I think most people know what
1: Shrek is what
0: Shrek is so what I would like to talk about fascinatingly enough is I want to talk about some weird trivia here and there and really I want to talk about the buck wild situation that was the 2009 Tony Awards
1: Okay, I'm because ready.
0: 2003 was wild enough uh-huh. because do you know what was nominated for best musical in 2003
1: you know I don't Avenue Q. Okay. Wicked. Okay.
0: Avenue Q. Uh-huh. Had to go up against Wicked. Wicked.
1: They're coming through town.
0: That's what which one? Wicked. Wicked. Yeah, Wicked is. Yeah, that's like I can't totally It's like a
1: whole like like we said earlier, comprehend. that's like a whole like two different subset of audiences. It is
0: wild. Honestly, when when they went on to win some stuff later was even crazy that they won one thing mm-hmm. because comedies are so hard to win with yeah. and when book of mormon won when it came around people were like what mm-hmm. book of mormon won because it was going up against another drama and it's like comedies never fucking win best musical and they did and it was like whoa so that was buck wild. buck wild buck fucking wild Okay, so they were nominated for a shit ton of stuff. Yes, they were. Um, so they were nominated for best actor in a musical, Brian Darcy James. Brian Darcy James. James. They were nominated for best actress, which I don't really like saying actress. I, I would prefer them just to say actor, um, in a musical, Sutton Foster. Uh Best Book of a Musical. Yes, because
1: all of this is based off of a children's book.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So best book best book for a musical best costume design of a musical best featured actor for Christopher Sieber okay best Fair. orchestrations Fair. best original score okay. and best musical so these were what they were nominated for who
1: are they up against
0: so they were up against for best musical something that is crazy so next to normal okay was up rock of ages okay was up and Billy Elliot was up, yeah, <laughs> okay. So they had to compete against next to normal Rock of Ages and Billy Elliot, and a lot of people agreed that it came down between them and the winner,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: was Billy Elliot. Elliot. So, but to be fair, like, <sighs> wild that in a year that Billy Elliot was new, like, it was a, you can't win best musical if you're a musical that's already been around, mm-hmm. you have to win it for your opening year. Billy Elliot opened the same year as Shrek the musical and you're up against fucking Billy Elliot and people are like, it's a toss up. Like it's a 50 50 shot. That tells you how good this fucking musical is.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that.
0: It's wild. A lot of people thought that Shrek got like stolen from them.
1: You know, I would say even as much about musicals as I know, I think Shrek the musical is probably like the more popular history I guess, yeah. you know, yeah. like Billy Elliot obviously is it's Billy, Billy Elliot, Elliot, but like Shrek the Musical has more of a, more of an opportunity to have a bigger, mm-hmm. I guess, audience because it's not only the musical, but also the show. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And Billy Elliot and Next to Normal would go on to just fucking steal, just scoop everything yeah. up. I mean, they won Best Actor, Next to Normal won Best Actress, Best Revival went to Hair. Hair's a it's good really
1: cool. one. Who knew?
0: I mean, Billy Elliot was written by Elton John. What the fuck are you going to do?
1: Yeah, it really wasn't fair if you think about it.
0: It's fucking Elton John. Like, they just kind of fucking rake this thing up. Yeah. Sound design, Billy Elliot. Let's we'll see. Um, design, uh, scenic design, Billy Elliot. Did they just like... They... Did they
1: just stand in the wings and... Just come back on every time they needed to guess. accept something. Best
0: lighting, Billy Elliot. They they did they did win one Tony, so they could put Tony Award winning Shrek the Musical. They won it for costume design.
1: Honestly, it very good. Tim Hatley,
0: um, very and good Tim Hatley design. is a legend in the costuming world of Broadway. A legend, a le- absolutely fucking legendary. But yeah, they would go on to, to do a, get a lot of awards for stuff. So they did the uh, Outer Critics Circle okay. Awards. They won it for Outstanding Actor, mm-hmm. Brian Darcy James, Outstanding Actress, Sutton Foster, Costume Design, Tim Hatley, um, and Outstanding Set Design by Tim Hatley because he also did set. And then they got nominated for pretty much everything in between at that one. So yeah, they would go on to win a lot of awards for fucking Shrek the Musical.
1: Fucking Shrek the musical. Shrek
0: the goddamn musical. Musical Musicale. Musicale. And then, you know, there's a bunch of fun stuff about about Shrek and about how the fact that they were like, fuck it, we're going to get the best people that we can get in here. And everybody was just super excited to just walk in and do this thing. And stayed there for a year to do Shrek the musical. And it's just,
1: it's super fun. It's It's cute musical it's
0: super cute 10 out of 10
1: would recommend have recommended to friends and family would
0: recommend again to everybody yeah so you have any closing thoughts that you would like to share with the world other than
1: the fact that you should really watch shrek the musical Mm -hmm. because it is pretty good even though um us two nerds really just got deep in there it's it really is just like a base line fun musical to watch yeah and it is very much like children can watch it adults can watch it it's gonna have the adult humor that kids aren't gonna understand just like shrek the movie just like the
0: movie does also i'm gonna he's compensating for something
1: i think i'm gonna say this here okay because i'm hoping you can't cut it out
0: okay i can cut anything out it's
1: so rude i really really um am devastated i have so much power that we didn't do keith (laughs)
0: Okay. I'll tell you what, Christina. No,
1: it's fine. I will live No, 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 no. You want william to do Keith. That's fine. I mean,
0: if we get enough people on social to say, "Fuck it, they should
1: do Keith." And nobody knows what Keith is. Then we can do Keith. Just like they don't know what check the musical is.
0: You can absolutely do Keith, but I will require because I have seen Keith, you've watched Keith about 400 million it's times. It's a comfort movie. It's a, it's the, it's a terrible comfort movie.
1: It, when you need a good cry, Ugh. Jesse McCartney is there for you. Uh,
0: it's like people who watch The Notebook for comfort.
1: The Notebook is a good cry movie too. Uh, she he builds her a house. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. God. so William, But if we do okay, that,
0: man. Miranda has never watched Keith. So yeah, it would have really to be a three-person, yeah, it would have to be a three-person podcast because I want the perspective of somebody who has watched Keith, somebody who has never seen Keith, and somebody who watches it a lot. I don't need all to be talking about like Keith, it.
1: like this. Um, no, all I'm saying is that you're really missing out on the romantic comedy, romantic dramedy section here. Am I? Yes. Am I? We've just t- listened to a lot of action movies. Um, and so, therefore, all I'm saying is to expand on your audience. We've already done the proposal. We've
0: done we've done drama and, and rom com multiple times on this, on this podcast. Thank you very much.
1: And Miranda always has wrong
0: opinions. Miranda always wants us to do weird dramas. Miranda always has wrong opinions because I would like to do dramas like The King's Speech.
1: I have never watched that all the way through. I always fell asleep. It's
0: so good.
1: <laughs> um it's a fantastic. But anyways, drama or Whiplash. Keith. Maybe okay. one day in the very, 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 very far future, mm-hmm. on account of the fact that it took a long time for me to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it took you
0: thirty-four episodes. Thirty-four,
1: which I've listened to. Thank you. So deeply
0: appreciate it. Yeah,
1: love you. Thanks. Yeah.
0: But okay, if we get enough people who want to to hear us do Keith with you, then I will happily do Keith with you. I will not hold back my opinion of Keith. Though.
1: I think I could take you and Miranda on. Okay. I really think I could defend this movie.
0: Sure. You sound like a wrestler right now, like a WWE. I will
1: be winning the oh, championship yeah. belt.
0: I will tell you what Keith is good <laughs> and what is not.
1: Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> Keith um, is going to make you cry like a bitch. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, yeah, but next time. Next time. Um. If that ever happens, I really think that it should happen. Yeah, Shrek the Musical, guys.
0: Shrek the Musical. Watch Shrek the Musical. We I would... Really I would watch that. S- I would say that this is a very, very good one for people to watch stage filmings yeah. of musicals because a lot of people don't watch those. They watch the movie adaptations of musicals, yeah. which usually are trash. Okay.
1: There are some that are good. How dare you talk good. about Rent like that?
0: There are some that are good. Rent is one of the good ones, but mm-hmm. that's because Rent used the Broadway cast. Yeah. One, they used the Broadway cast, and two, they recorded on soundstage. Yeah. That's also why Chicago is so good. Chicago was recorded on soundstage live. Yeah. So they weren't like dubbing over. But like, we all know Mamma Mia.
1: I don't like Mamma Mia in any it's, version. It's, it's
0: not great. We all know the disaster that was Cats. Cats is horrible. Like, we know that disaster. It gives me nightmares. Um, Phantom of the Opera. I once again horrible only tolerate it for you, but like the tw- the Royal Alberts Hall twenty fifth anniversary of Phantom of the Opera is gorgeous to see. It's it like just watching it like even without the music, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of work into this uh-huh. thing and it's gorgeous. And I think people should watch the stage filming rather than the movie. They'd probably like it more. Than watching Gerard Butler try to sing. To
1: be fair, there's a lot of different versions because there's also one with, oh, what's her name from Shameless? Emmy Rossum.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: There's but, a bunch of different versions, but also, once again, I will say, not
0: that great. It's, it is Andrew Lloyd Webber's one good piece. Oh. The fact that that man made a sequel to a musical is always going to astound me. <laughs> It's wild that that's a concept that came out of that man's head, but Phantom of the Opera is one of my favorites mm-hmm. of all time. Just because the music is really fun, the story is weird as hell, but the music is so much like, fun. The
1: music is pretty intense. It's intense. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Much.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I would. I would say to people, to to definitely. St- if you like musicals mm-hmm. and you want to be able to watch a musical without having to go pay a lot of money to watch a musical, this is a great one yeah, to do. Yeah, I would
1: agree. I think it's it's a good move. It's a good musical yeah. to just kind of like I'm so just happy watch.
0: that this is one of the ones they chose to to film. Yeah. Like there are so many that I would love to have filmed that we don't have, yeah. like Avenue Q or Book of Mormon. But if you're watching a stage filming of something, this is one of the better ones. Yeah,
1: I think watch. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: um, I obviously... You can was... watch the
0: David Hasselhoff version of Jekyll and Hyde, but I don't think you'll like it as much as Shrek. You
1: should watch the David Hasselhoff version David of David Hasselhoff and
0: Hyde. is impressive. Yeah. As, as a Listen, a whole entire Broadway country
1: actor. idolizes him. You can't be wrong about that. Yeah,
0: it's very true. So, uh, in closing, David Hasselhoff... Uh, even though you have problems of your own, we do love you. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: Shrek the Musical. Shrek 10 the Musical. Brendan Fraser 10 is out of 10. not in it,
0: but Brennan Fraser is not in it. I he apologize. He does deserve
1: everybody's love.
0: Yeah. For all of our Fraser heads out there, I don't know what
1: you guys are actually called, but I'm sure you have a name. Uh, we could ask Skylar. I'm pretty we sure she's the president Iler. of his fan club.
0: Um. Yeah. Probably. She does have a mug that says the mummy, no, the daddy, and it's got Brendan Brennan Fraser on it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's a thing that exists in the world, <laughs> and that is for all of you to have.
1: Didn't Miranda give that to her?
0: She did. Yeah, absolutely. That is the kind of gifts that we give to our friends in this family. You know. So, uh, if you want to tell us your thoughts after watching Shrek the Musical, after you immediately leave this podcast and watch it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, then you can tell us over on our social medias.
1: And I will be um, hounding Miranda to get your Instagram back together.
0: Absolutely, I I I appreciate it. Yeah. That, she- that way we can have more of a, a thing for you guys to tell us if you want us to do Keith or not.
1: Yeah. I mean, they do want us to do Keith, so...
0: Okay, so they can tell us over <laughs> at Facebook, we are Two Thoughts for a Penny Podcast. On Instagram, we are Two Thoughts Podcast, and on Twitter, we are Two Thoughts Pod. I have absolutely no idea how Twitter works, so please, I would prefer for you to use Instagram. Also, I'm not 80 years old, so I don't use Facebook. How is
1: Twitter a hard thing for you?
0: I just never used it. Oh, fair. Um... So, but if you guys want to use it, you totally can. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can tell us how much you absolutely adore Shrek the musical. Uh, you can tell us how this has opened up a whole world for you for musicals and becoming a new Broadway nerd. We welcome you to the family. Exactly. And um, you can tell us if you want us to watch uh, Keith or not, because I would, I would love to hear from you guys. So until next time, we will catch you on Two Thoughts for a Penny.